0: Hey guys, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Doses. I'm Lindsay Hanson, and today is February 12th. Today's pretty exciting because we are right in the middle of the sermon that Jacob is giving to the Nephites. And for the past two chapters, Jacob has been quoting Isaiah and teaching from Isaiah, which is really awesome. I love Isaiah. But, now in chapter nine, he's going to break away and he's going to start preaching his own words and start teaching the things of his heart, which what follows is, in my opinion, one of the greatest sermons it's taught in all scriptures on the atonement of Jesus Christ. It's beautiful. And it's so descriptive of the power that the atonement of Jesus Christ has in our lives. And so I'm really excited about chapter nine. It It really is one of the best chapters in the Book of Mormon, in my opinion. And Jacob starts this off right off the bat. In verse 3, he explains, I speak unto you these things that ye may rejoice and lift up your heads forever because of the blessings which the Lord God shall bestow upon your children. So right off the bat, Jacob explains, Look, I'm going to teach you about the atonement of Jesus Christ, and I'm going to teach you about His ability to save. And then he explains why. So that you can rejoice. So that you can find joy in the atonement of Jesus Christ. So that you can find hope and peace that comes through the atonement of Jesus Christ. So I love that, that he establishes that right off the bat. But then after that, he kind of goes into this explanation on the fall of Adam and Eve and explains, hey, Adam and Eve fell. And because Adam and Eve fell, spoiler alert, you're all going to die, which, you know, could be kind of a bummer for some people, but he explains it really well. He explains, okay, you're all going to die. But in verse six, he explains to fulfill the merciful plan of the great creator. There must needs be a power of resurrection. So he explains, okay, yes, you're all going to die, but God has prepared a way. It's interesting because I think so many different Christian religions look at the fall of Adam and Eve as if it were some great spoiler of God's plan. As if God didn't know it was going to happen. As if God was shocked by it. Like Adam and Eve ate the fruit and God was up there being like, oh no, now what am I going to do? No, it wasn't like that. The fall of Adam and Eve was part of God's plan. And he was very aware it was going to happen and had prepared a way so that we could overcome the fall of Adam and Eve. Because Adam and Eve partook of the fruit and because they fell, the scriptures teach us here, verse 10 says, and he uses some imagery here, Um, he talks about the great monster um, of death and hell, but he says this in, in verse 10, he says, oh, how great the goodness of our God who prepareth a way for our escape from the grasp of this awful monster. Yea, that monster death and hell, which I call the death of the body and also the death of the spirit. So he explains, okay, Adam and Eve fell. So because Adam and Eve fell, we have spiritual death and physical death, but he goes on. This entire chapter is about how Jesus Christ came to save us from both of those deaths. In fact, one thing I love about this chapter is how much he praises God and his wisdom and his goodness and his mercy. In fact, listen to this. Verse 8. Oh, the wisdom of God, his mercy and grace. Verse 10. Oh, how great the goodness of our God. Verse 13. Oh, how great the plan of our God. Verse 17. Oh, the greatness and the justice of our God. Verse 19. Oh, the greatness and mercy of our God. And verse 20. Oh, how great the holiness of our God. Peppered throughout this entire chapter is Jacob praising God and his wisdom and his goodness and his plan. And so the fall of Adam and Eve was not a spoiler to the plan of God. It was the plan of God. And part of that important plan is the atonement of Jesus Christ, is his power to deliver Listen to this in verse 25. It says the mercies of the Holy One of Israel have claim upon them because of the atonement for they are delivered by the power of him. I love that word deliverance. I once read the Book of Mormon with the sole purpose of looking for the tender mercies of the Lord and the theme of being delivered. And let's do it. Let's do an experiment real quick. I want you to think of three stories from the scriptures. Any three stories? Do you have them? I'll give you a few more seconds. Think. Three stories from the scriptures. Okay. So if you have them, I want you to think, in some way, shape, or form, is there a single one of your stories that isn't about deliverance? that isn't about God delivering someone from something. I bet you don't have one. If you think about it, Noah and the ark, Jonah and the whale, Alma, Ruth, Esther, and even the story of Jesus Christ himself is a story of us being delivered by him. The scriptures are replete with stories of God delivering someone from something. Now, the question is, we know that the scriptures weren't written for the people in the time period in which they were written. They were written for us. So why would God fill the scriptures with the same type of story over and over and over again? Why did he show us time after time after time someone being delivered by something? I believe that it's because God wants to show us that he has always been a God of deliverance. He wants to teach us that he has always had the power to deliver his children. And I believe that he wants us to believe in his power of deliverance so that we can trust when he says that the atonement of Jesus Christ can deliver us from our sins. That when the scriptures say, because of the atonement, we are delivered by the power of him, we can believe that. Because we have faith that God is a God of deliverance. Because we know that the God that we worship is a God that delivers his children. And just as he prepared a way for Noah to be delivered from the flood, and prepared a way for Jonah to be delivered from the be- belly of the whale. God has prepared a way for you and I to be delivered from ourselves and from our own foolish mistakes, from our own pride, from our own stubbornness. God is a God of deliverance. The God that I worship is a God who delivers his children. That was his plan, and the fall was an important part of that plan because God did not want us to be able to save ourselves. He wanted us to understand humility. He wanted us to depend on Jesus Christ for our salvation. He wanted us to feel what redemption was like and he wanted to show us his power to deliver. It was never meant to be salvation based on our power alone. Adam fell so that we could understand the power of God, so that we could feel the power of redemption, so that we could understand in humility that the God that we worship is a God that still delivers his children. I testify that that's true. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Doses.